What's up, everybody? Welcome to the weekly show on the OKC82 podcast. Hosted by Brady Trantham. It's hosted by me right now. It wasn't hosted when we had a restaurant to do it from, but... You feed me again, I'll host. Until that time, it's just going to be me. And this is actually cool because we literally just sat down in the studio. You hit record and we just, you know, we, I just went. Hopped on it, man. Yeah. I'm on um, a timer. Yeah, and you just did 45 minutes uninterrupted on 107.7, so... Is yeah. Your, is your voice tired? No, no, no. We did an interview for the last... We had you, and then we had Brandon Manzar come on, uh, former Eddie Sutton. Oh, so I was the opening act. You were the opening yeah, act. Yeah, there's nothing wrong. You, you were the somewhere. local band that no one knew, but everyone's like, ah, this isn't half bad. <laughs> yeah, they got that one song right. that, that works. Now, uh, that is the voice of the one and only Chisholm Holland. If you're just now joining the weekly show on the OKC82 podcast, I am Brady Trantham. Um, we put out some audio podcast, whatever, on, I think, Sunday... Uh, the Franchise Thunder Insiders, Madison Morris, Jerry Ramsey, John Hamm all got together. I was at home. Um, we were trying to do something on Saturday. Um, for whatever reason, people couldn't do it. And I totally forgot. So I went back home on Sunday to my parents' house in Norman to do laundry. And so I wasn't able to do it. So, But I listened to it. They did a good job. They didn't really need me. Um, I'm not that important. But I'm back. So Chisholm, we finally have a little bit more stuff to talk about. Yeah. It seems like every day... Um, we get a little bit more insight as to what the NBA Adam Silver League offices are thinking about. You know, it's hard to discern um, the difference between like what people want in the media. Like this is how it should be. So why don't we try this? Sure. Or what is actually being floated out there uh, from from sources in the know? So Mark Cuban, I, I feel like, is the only person I'm like, yeah, good. Exactly. His and, vote matters. And you know, this is interesting because okay, so Tim McMahon covers the uh, he covers basically the state of Texas and will. Uh, you know, he's kind of like Royce, where uh, he'll they'll go he's more cover like a regional like the, beat writer. Yeah, they'll they'll go cover the Utah Jazz randomly just because it's what ESPN has to do. It's just what this is what he has to do. But he put out a story the other day uh, with Mark Cuban's thoughts on what uh, the NBA should do when they come back to Orlando or wherever they they end up going. And right off the bat, Chism, I, I want to know if you thought this too. What Mark Cuban talked about didn't really put the Mavericks in the most advantageous position. It, like the way I interpreted what he wanted actually kind of like, how does that help your team? Well, it secured their playoff spot. It secures their playoff spot. Because most he basically pitched a play-in tournament for the eighth seed. Yep. Um, and obviously the Mavericks are the seventh seed. Most of the playoff tournament, play-in tournament uh, versions I had seen included the seventh and eighth seed from both conferences, which in turn would include the Mavericks. And there's a possibility there the Mavericks don't make the playoffs. Um, in his situation, obviously, the Mavericks would have a guaranteed bid. I assume that's the positive spin for yeah. Dallas. Yeah, well, I, even if the NBA, I mean, they're coming back, but even if they come back and have like a handful of games to go into a playoff scenario, whether it's a play-in or a, a weirdly seeded tournament or whatever, Yeah, I don't think they're going to basically just go, okay, the Thunder and the Jazz are supposed to play, so let's start there for everybody else. That Like that night, if you had a game schedule, we'll start there. If you didn't have a game until the following night, that's when you'll play too. I think they should even let them warm up. Because <laughs> like the Thunder and Jazz had warmed up. They should just start right at tip-off. And they should start all those games at halftime yep. that, uh, had, that got canceled at halftime. Exactly. So I don't know if they're going to be able to do that. There, it appears that they're going to have like a handful of games where they. Ba- it's basically just, we need to get to the 70-71 game threshold to make all the TV Yeah, which money. is all these people say that's going to happen. 
They're it's going gonna, gonna to happen, but it's also going to happen from the standpoint of while the players are going to have basically a month to get back into shape with individual workouts and training camps with yeah. their own team, they also need to basically have glorified preseason games, even though this is still technically the regular season. It's going to count regular season-wise. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we all had our eyes before this all happened on the final game of the regular season for the Thunder because it was against the Mavericks in Dallas and how potentially that could have been a gigantic game for seeding in the Western Conference, because if I remember correctly, the Mavericks are only one or like a game and a half out of where the Thunder are, and they've split the season series. You know, the Thunder won the first game in Oklahoma City. Second game, the Thunder dropped. That was the game where Chris Paul uh, was back in L.A. following the passing of Kobe Bryant, and the Mavericks pretty much dominated that game. So if the season was basically just going to play out the way that we all thought it was going to play out, um, perhaps the Thunder would have would have won a few more games to give themselves the cushion that a potential tiebreaker that the Mavericks could win at home sure. uh, wouldn't matter. At the same time, the Mavericks were kind of comically bad at home, so there's not that much of an advantage there anyway. But like I read that, I'm just th- that's all I could think of. Like you just want to go in as the seventh seed. You don't want to potentially climb up in the in the standings because like t- the Rockets and the Jazz have to play each other in the first round. Like if we just go into classic matchups. The Rockets Denver and the, the Rockets. Or, or Denver and the Rockets have to play each other. That's not fun. Right. <laughs> if, if you're down there, like, don't you want to climb up? And it, I, my whole thing is like, I guess he just wants to have that guarantee of a playoff spot and yeah. not potentially lose it. Because just like, you know, we've kind of said over the last few weeks, every team's going to have the disadvantage of not having played for three months. So right. as much as the Mavericks have a spot right now, what if they just suck? I mean, what if Luca was just back home in Slovenia and just partying it up, comes back to Orlando is just like a, a slob. Right. <laughs> so, I, I mean, I guess you want that guarantee of just being in the playoffs, but the potential of climbing up, I thought Mark would have wanted as a competitor. Yeah, I I don't know. I think at this point, with all of the uh, different versions of this, which to your point, it's like we've learned a lot more. And so, like, a few months ago, is, is there going to be an NBA season? Yes. The next question was, okay, when is there going to be an NBA season? We got that answer last week. And now it's, what is this NBA season going to look like? Like, we're answering, like, these questions, these small chunks at a time. And this is the one that we're currently, I say we, like you and I are part of the decision, uh, that the we NBA are. and the players are trying to address is, what is this going to look like? Um, and I think that there's so many scenarios, like the the FIFA World Cup group stage idea that was passed out by... Uh, Kevin O'Connor, there's the 20-team playoff that Zach Lowe pitched on his podcast. There's so many different versions of this that a team like Orlando, the team like Dallas, a team like Memphis, uh, one of those seven or eight seeds who could make an easy climb saying, we have earned our playoff spot, could lose it. And like instead of getting the benefit of playing four playoff games, they would get the benefit of playing one single elimination game. And uh, I don't know if that's quite the same. And I think there's a lot of people in those situations who are trying to argue of what is fair and what they've earned. Here would be my pushback. We don't care. Uh, Like, the season wasn't over. This season is going to be different than any other in NBA history. This will never be replicated. There might, God forbid, something might happen, or maybe a labor agreement or something where an NBA season gets paused. But it'll never quite be like this ever again. Yeah. So there's going to be weirdness and funkiness and strangeness to all this. Just do what's best for the freaking league. That's that's exactly what I'm thinking because like I get all the ideas that are coming out from 
left field from everybody's perspective. By the like, way, I'm, I'm in World Cup team. Yeah, it's like that's what I want. Like it, it's a weird season. No one's really going to count it unless like one of the Bucks, the Lakers, the, the Clippers. If one of those three teams wins the championship, people will say, "Well, it was a weird year, but the the best team won the, yeah. the title that year." I mean, yeah. that's the important thing. If a team like the Pacers or the Heat or um, someone from the Western Conference like Denver, even Houston, if they win the championship, everyone's just going to be. Not only was this a weird year, but that that's a fake champion. No one's going to recognize that. So I get like all the different scenarios of how we should play about this uh, playoff scenario, why they're there at the same time though. I don't really agree with, let's just do something fun and then never do it again. Like the league, I would imagine wants this to be as legitimate as possible. And if they do a weird world cup seated style scenario. Well, I think that's just, it's just place going... of regular season games though, correct? Not not necessarily the playoff format. I think the bracket yeah, will be the same. Yeah, it, it basically depends on what they do, like their plan. Like, are they going to do regular season games? Like how many? Are they going to try and do the full 82? Are they just going to get to 71? Right. Like what are they going to do? Um, are they going to ask all 30 teams to come? Because like what Woj was floating out earlier today was um, or no, Mark Stein basically put out his educated guess that I think only 20 teams are going to get invited yeah. to Orlando. Zach Lowe made that point. That there's 20 teams that are quote-unquote alive. Mm-hmm. Like they're really, if the season had not ended, 20 teams could lay claim that they could have made the playoffs yeah. and the other 10 are out of it. Um, so, I mean, that makes sense to me. Well, like, I guess like moving forward, because so past this Orlando thing, mm-hmm. does... Any type of scenario where they basically get the 16 best teams, not just eight teams from the West, eight teams from the East, where they get the 16 best teams in this scenario, if they carry that over into the following season because they're like, hey, that works so well, even though they should probably know it's going to work no matter what they do because it's sports and it's going to be on TV. People are going to fucking watch it. Um, If they have that mindset, I would hope that they understand that it's probably not going to be that way moving forward just because there's going to be more options for people, hopefully because medical science is caught up. But I, I I just want this to be as legitimate as possible. And a little bit of that has to be like, it has to be and appear as normal as possible. So anything monkey wrench, anything out of the ordinary is just going to add to the fact that the, those casual fans are just going to be like, eh, it, this season doesn't count. Let me uh, throw an idea out at you. Here's why I think they should do something funky is because you only, you very rarely do you just get an opportunity to do something totally different and have no ramifications for it. And it's basically a test. Like, maybe, right. Maybe. They get they get to try out a crazy, kooky idea one time, and if it doesn't work, they go, oh, it's the corona season. We, yeah. that's what, we only did that one year, then we just went back to normal. You know, you said that's why. But, you know, you could accidentally fall into something good. Here's what I was thinking about with this World Cup situation. What if they found out that it worked? Because you would have almost immediately like many rivalries, right, between five teams yep. going on simultaneously because they're playing each other over and over and over and over again, much like the World Cup. What if the NBA decided going forward, tell me, the, without saying the word money, because that is going to be the <laughs> problem with any idea pitched, because I think you get creative with that. Why are they coming back? Why did the players want to come back? Money, that's why. Why did... <laughs> what, what, tell me One this. big reason. If this, was the, if this is what the, the, the status quo is going forward, tell me what your drawbacks are other than the team... Some teams might like make less money. You play 60 games. You do a group stage. You play four other teams five times. So it adds 20. So you play 62 games. Yep. You add 20 through a group stage. You seed a bracket. You play the normal playoffs. So that way these teams like Cleveland, these teams like Philadelphia in 2014 when they were winning 10 games a year, 
We're not having to force people to watch 22 more games of that. And we get onto some form of competitive basketball almost immediately. It just, it just cuts off 20 games from the teams that the bottom 10 teams in the league that are meaningless. Yeah, I mean, I get that it trims the fat. Um, I mean, obviously, things need need to adapt. Things need to change just because people have a problem with teams that tank and just kind of they but might they might it, go into their season thinking like, oh, we've got a chance to. Does do that those. fix the tanking problem though? By no, no. Well, I say my point would be it just further be, separates. Right, because if a team is going to tank, fine. But the impact on the overall product is lessened because they're not instead in of being part a, of the equation, right? They're yeah. not for at that point. It would almost be, I mean, you'd be pushing over a third of the season would no longer include those teams. They would just be cut off. Yeah. No, I mean it's. Tell me why that's crazy because I actually love that idea. It's not crazy. Like I, I would love to see that. I, I am just worried about. Like maybe I'm just worrying about the wrong things. I'm just worried about like Joe Twitter fan insert. Twitter I don't give a shit here. about Joe. I know, but all the voices that will just say who are these like, voices? Who is talking in all, your head? All the voices that my will, mom's I a have therapist. schizophrenia. Okay, now all the voices that are just going to bitch and bitch and bitch and moan about man, these players look washed. Man, these players are out of shape. Do you think that's gonna man, happen? Yes, people bitch and moan about stupid. Nah, I think things. paying attention to the wrong people. I don't know. I don't. I'm not worried about that at all. Maybe I just have too rosy of an outlook. Yeah, I just, I, I want it to be... Six I million to, people watched NASCAR last weekend, man. I want it to be legitimate NASCAR. as possible. And that doesn't mean that I think that only one of those three teams that I mentioned earlier should win the title. I think that they would. But if the Pacers end up winning the championship, I'm I'm going to always think... Wow, of, that's a curveball. I'm always going to think of this as, yeah, it was a weird year, but the Pacers earned it in the scenario that everybody had to play in. Right. Like, I don't want anyone to devalue it from the moment that they hoist the trophy... I, I just I'm worried. Well, about I that. said this on the radio today is people are doing the asterisk thing right already, and I, I get that's going to be a part of it. There is a huge benefit to winning the title this year. Of course, there is. Imagine if the Thunder. This? Imagine if the Thunder won won a championship Look, this year. They could win this championship because they're playing on the same level playing field as everybody else. Right? Are they as talented? No, that's a different story. But they can win a title and then basically keep doing their plan. They can try. Sure. They would have. Chris Paul would have more trade value. Neil Gallinari would be more likely to be signed and traded. Here's my point. Who won the title in 2009? Kobe? I don't know. I, I, Lakers. I, I could guess. I, I could be close. Um, Over the magic. Right. Do you think most NBA fans could nail that? 11, a title, 11 years from now, do you think people are going to remember who won the NBA title immediately following the coronavirus? Hell yes. Yes. I think this will be one of those titles. One of those ageless titles. Yeah, that, that we that everyone will remember the year and who won it. And mm-hmm. so will people say, yeah, but that was the that was the corona season, things were different. I don't know, you had to put an asterisk. That's fine. But every single basketball fan is gonna know who won the title in twenty nineteen. LeBron haters. Every single one. Lebr- LeBron haters would do that if the Lakers won the championship. Like, oh yeah, he only won it just because blah, right. blah blah blah. Yeah. <laughs> No, I mean <laughs> if someone trying to defend Michael Jordan, I absolutely would it, do that. It's gonna be a lazy argument. For, from now until the end of time, and like there's no getting around that. I'm just. But they would have the most. Whoever wins will have the most memorable title in NBA history. Yeah. As far as just being able to pinpoint. That's why, that's why I think it's going to be someone weird. Which I'm fine with. My point is, I think people are saying this should have a devalue. I think this has more value than any title we've played in the past 20 years because people will be able to pick it out. I mean, who won the who won the NBA title after the coronavirus? Every basketball fan will know that answer. Who won the NBA title in 2006? People will sit there and go, well, okay, let's see. Uh, the Heat had Shaq and Dwayne Wade. Dallas was pretty good. Like they would have to kind of talk themselves through. Yeah. No one will forget who won this tournament. 
That's a good point. That's a very good point. It's something sales I sales pitch, bitches. This is something I haven't thought of. No, it's there's something to be said about having an ageless title, about having a memorable title. That's I mean, that's that's all well and good. My whole thing is everyone that's going to sit down and watch these games understand that everybody's like I've been saying three or four times this very show. Everybody has the same disadvantage. Nobody's playing at home except for the Orlando Magic, and they're not a part of this story. Although they're the eight seed, the they're the eight seed, so they have home court they advantage. Very, what if they won the title? Would that be even Nick, a larger asterisk? Well, you'd have to tell me: Is Markel Fultz the Finals MVP? Is Nikola Vucevic the Finals MVP? Is Jonathan Isaac the Finals MVP? Is uh oh, what's his name? Still hurt? Aaron Gordon? Aaron Gordon? Bull Bull? Oh no no, Bull Bull's in Denver. No 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 no. What's You're thinking name? of uh, Mo Bamba? Mo Bamba? Is he still hurt? I don't know. Do you keep up with Orlando Magic updates? I do not. I used the to, only time I, I look at Orlando like is Jonathan, when I'm, I used to just because of Jonathan Isaac, but I, I think he's kind of too far gone now. I watched like the first 15 games of Orlando this year because I was convinced Jonathan Isaac was going to win the Defensive Player of the Year. Like I was trying to speak it into existence, and then after he got hurt, I stopped. See, if you're with the Magic and you've got talent, you got to get out of there by year three, year four, like Victor Lodipo. That's did. why Markel Fultz went there. He has no talent. It all got sucked into a basketball. Aaron Gordon's a lost cause. <laughs> Sorry, bro. Have you read Tanking to the Top, the new Philadelphia 76ers book? No. I just finished it this week. I read it in a day. One day. Because, I mean, it is just... Is this Rob? Huh? Is this Hennigan? What? The, take it to the no, top? No, not Rob Hennigan. No, no, I no. got Orlando Magic on the brain. No, no, no. This It's, it's basically the Philadelphia 76ers from when Hinky took over to this so, previous okay, season. So that's what I meant. It's not Hinky wrote, not Hinky wrote this? No, no, no. Hinky okay. did not write this. Uh, but it is it is a crazy book because every chapter... Like, you'll get through a chapter and you'll be like, oh, this is the Hinky portion. Like, I need to read this. And once I get done with this, I'll move on. Like, I'll go do something else. And then you turn it, it goes, oh, wait, Brian Colangelo gets hired. And he's like, okay, now I got to read this. And he's like, oh, my God, the Twitter stuff. It is fake accounts. Okay, I need to read this chapter. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, yeah, they drafted Mark Helfel. And like, I, I just read it all in one day because every time I would start a new chapter, I'd be like, oh, wait, I have to. Re-. Yeah. So much crazy stuff has happened in Philadelphia in the past 10 years. Yeah. I, besides, I just know it's beside. I just recently read that book. It's a jog my memory. No more mentioning Markel Fultz or Chisholm's going to jump on a Philly tangent. I still got Markel Fultz stock. It's like pennies on the dollar right now. Like, why would you not? You think Ben Simmons is practicing his jubber? No. <laughs> no. In this book, Ben Simmons says that he doesn't see value in improving his jump shot. Now, he That's quotes from a few years ago, so I don't know if he still feels that way. But he's like, there's a lot of things to Even basketball. Even a few years ago. What? He's like, there's a lot of characteristics of basketball. You're focusing on one part. I'm trying to become an overall better basketball that's, player. That's a true statement, but when you're one of the best players on the team, one or two, do, and you refuse to shoot, and your other player is a big who probably shoots too much do you because play, you uh, don't shoot enough, that's a problem, son. Have you ever played 2K? Not in a long time. Okay, so if you create a custom player, you can like, uh, you know, have all these attributes, all these different skills that you can you can bump up. You can make like your three point shooting a ninety nine. Your character can still be a sixty seven overall. Yeah. So you can have like five or six stats that are just pushed all the way up to the max. But so you're like a car- Jason Capono, right? Exactly. <laughs> a Steve Novak. Um, so your 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 skill level in certain areas can be very very high, but your overall number will continue to be low. And then all of a sudden, you'll bump up one stat because it's your one glaring weakness. So you just totally don't do anything about shooting, or you don't do anything about defense. You'll bump up one stat, and all of a sudden, your guy will start climbing at an extreme rate. I think that's what kind of Ben Simmons is missing here is that, yeah, 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 like there's a lot of things to basketball you need to be improving in all areas at all the time. But if you have one glaring weakness that's dragging you down entirely, maybe you should focus on that one glaring weakness. But yeah, again, get, that was two years ago, so I don't know if he I changed mean, his you mind. You got to think about other great players in the league. Like, how are 
how are teams going to try and stop Milwaukee? They're going to try and do the same build thing. Build a wall. They're going to try and build a fucking wall and force Giannis Antetokounmpo to shoot jumpers, which until, I mean, kind of recently, he's kind of proven that he can, but regular season, postseason, that is a different story. Um, I've watched all Miami Heat-Milwaukee games this year. Miami did exactly that. They built a wall, and Milwaukee had no no other answer. Right. So th- those are one-game scenarios in the regular season. I get that, but, uh, I mean, if you have a flaw, you got to work on it. Other than that, Mr. Uh, Mr. Holland, uh, anything else that we've missed? As far as news, new updates? I mean, news, I mean, what if Bradley Beal almost got traded to Oklahoma City. Did you know that? Oh, God. I mean, if the OKC82 podcast was a thing in 2012, th- this would have been this would have been great for subscribers. Yeah. that Okay, th- this is what's annoying. Like, I complained about it on Twitter like a snarky little asshole already. But I get that it's kind of news because the player himself said it, but this was already, like, a well known fact that this happened what i think i've learned from that is that was a well-known fact from the thunder end because that makes the thunder look better not a well-known fact from the washington end in what way what do you mean i just don't know if like the beat reporters were privy to that information like i don't like you're right like i knew about you mean at this. the time or like in hindsight because the information well, came out i i think almost a year later right in 2013. That's my point. Is yeah. I think kind of at so that this, time... This, this was, was June 2012. That wasn't really a conversation in Washington at that time. Yeah. I'm not saying they didn't have the information, but like the Wizards fans weren't talking about we almost traded for James Hart. Yeah, I mean, uh, let's get our timeline straight here real quick. So the Thunder have just lost to the Heat in, 2012 in June 2012. And then a few weeks later, the, the draft happens, which mm-hmm. is apparently when Sam Presti approached the Wizards front office and shopped, hey, do you guys want James Harden for Bradley Beal? Um, after we'll th- take number three. We'll take you take three. thirty and because James there was Harden. all there was already like I've never seen these like substantiated. I've seen them rumored, but apparently Sam Presti wanted the number two pick that year from Charlotte. No, I could kill Gil- kid Gilchrist, bro. <laughs> I mean, I assume. I mean, that, that, I'm assuming he tried to change James Harden for the number one overall pick. You know what I mean? I'm sure he called everyone well, of the top I mean, five. How, how does this? How does this affect the legacy of the trade? Because a lot of the trade. Like I know that what the chatter is, and it ended up being a bad trade because, because now the Thunder did not die from this. They were still one of the top two, three teams in the league for the next X amount of years. They had their chances to win championships. They could have won a championship without James Harden. They didn't, but there were some outside external forces that worked against them in this in this point. But um, the the other side of the whole James Harden trade is just the James the player himself, James Harden. Whenever he talks about it. He talks about it from the standpoint of he is the absolute victim. Players are always going to do that. Players are always out there trying to build an image. And he, he wants his image to be, well, yeah, I want us to stay together. I wanted, I sacrificed enough, blah, blah, blah. It should have happened. I was open to staying, I was staying open, on the bench. I was open to, or yeah, I was open to staying on the bench. He's even said that too, even though that it's been. Now, not, I've never heard him talk about like, oh, Sam Presti told me I was going to be a wizard. I've never heard that stuff from Harden. Well, no, I don't yeah. know if players are actually privy to the point yeah. that they're being shot to certain teams. But Bradley Beal was, and he wasn't even a wizard yet. That's what yeah. I found so shocking about that story, is the Wizards, who hadn't drafted him at this point, were telling him that they were going to trade him to OKC. That was just, I, I just found all that strange. Maybe it's because they're around Billy Donovan a lot, but you know, just talking to some Thunder people over the last few years, they will just unprompted bring up how awesome Bradley Beal is. I don't know if that actually means anything, but it appears that the thund- the people who speak for the Thunder... Whenever we're just having like 
basketball conversations. Bradley Beal this. Did you guys see Brad Beal last night? It's like, maybe it's just because his old college coach is the Thunder coach right now. Yeah. Maybe it's just because Bradley Beal had a good game that particular night, and I can just remember three or four examples that I'm uh, thinking about. But the Thunder have a high opinion of Bradley Beal. And the fact that they never were able to find a deal in order to get him here, I, I always assumed that that was going to be the deal that came. I always assumed that that was going to be the domino that fell, not Paul George. That came out of left field. I assumed that if they were going to bring another superstar, it was going to be Bradley oh, Beal. Yeah. And this is like years ago, like three or four Post years Post Kevin. Ago. Yes. Pre-Paul. Yeah. But no, I mean, the thing I was bitching about, though, was like, yeah, I get that there's no news to talk about, but like, what are we going to do? Are we just going to rehash like this week? Let's let's. Did rehash. you know that they tried to trade for Clay Thompson? Yeah, that was the other thing. Did like, you, we I, I brought that up those. on Twitter and like a handful of people were like, what? Like, yes. Hey, man, if people don't know, I guess bring it up. Like, Which is funny because we actually kind of read about that in our book for the book club mm-hmm. podcast uh, for the big story podcast. Uh how you know the wizards are kind of patting themselves on the back for like we're the greatest thing since sliced bread and they just kind of refuse to like acknowledge that no they got lucky and a lot of that luck was just not trading either steph or clay when a lot of people thought that they should for have. the warriors i'm sorry you said yeah, the wizards or for the warriors yeah. yes i was like Wait. w's i think the wizards would probably rather have james harden if i had to guess no they'd rather have ian mahimi in his contract is that still a thing it is I mean, the contract is not that bad, okay. but, it, you know, a few years ago it was okay. awful. I didn't know how much longer that thing had. <sighs> Sorry, Wizards. Well, I like all the all the this Thunder trade almost happened because I enjoy watching the fan base get all fired up. But yeah. in reality, they could have been, like that Bradley Beal trade, that could have just been offered. I, I mean, next week, you guys, your guys' big story of the day, like Monday through Friday should be, what if the Tyson Chandler trade went down? Let's go through every year after the Tyson Chandler trade that never happened. Or that got nicked. Oh, sorry, it happened, sir. It happened. <laughs> I Chris Paul to... <laughs> fucking bitched about it in the locker room from what, I, from what I've heard when it went down. He was pissed off. Do you off. have any, just now we're just talking about rumors. The one thing about that trade I've never actually found hard answers on is I've been told two separate stories. Not told, but I've been told as in read online. Two separate stories. One of which is that the Thunder did find something wrong with his foot, knee, ankle. His foot. Foot. Archie's foot. Yeah, found something wrong with his foot, and they that that was the legitimate concern, and that's why they nixed the trade. I'd also heard that like the Hornets were immediately regretting the trade. I immediately regret this and, like, decision. Sam Presti like did them a favor by letting them renege on the trade. So wait, was this like, hey, we'll trade you blah 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 for Tyson Chandler, and they're like, okay, wait a minute. Wait a minute. See, that's not the way did, I read it. Did they it. not take their hand off the chessboard? No, the, the way I piece? read it was that like it had been done, and all that was left was the medical clearance. Okay. And the Pel- well, I can't remember that the Pelicans are the Hornets at that point. I think they're the Hornets. So are you are you implying that the Thunder could have just overlooked this foot problem, and they they're just like that was the story because no, they, did, they didn't. Wanna... I'm saying the story I was told is that they made up the foot problem to do a solid for the Hornets, so that way the trade would get nixed. I mean, I don't know because they were like, at they're that, past that, the point of negotiation. At the time, that damned Tyson Chandler's potential until he came back and proved that he was fine. And they, he eventually immediately following the next year. Yeah, he won a Defensive Player of the Year. He won a title with the Mavericks. He's a big piece of that Mavericks. I'm not saying that's true. I just had read that before. Have you not heard that? I've actually never heard that. I've, I've heard, heard that. Yeah, I, I'm not saying that, and I've not heard that from anybody with any what? actual information. See, that's not. I heard that from a Thunder person. That's just saying I read that online in the past. See, unfortunately, from the Thunder's perspective. Um, the thing that gives that first part of the story credence that it was just literally the trade went down and they were like, no, this foot problem that, that this will not work. Yeah. And then they nixed it. Um, the thing that gives it credence is 
there are so many more examples in the aftermath that the Thunder medical staff just fucked up on. Yeah. Like, I'm sure they're nice guys, and I'm sure they're, like, high-end guys in their profession, but Kevin Durant's foot, Russell Westbrook's knee over and over again. And look, Russell's still playing at a high level, but, I mean, just screwing so many things yeah, up. We never, have I not played this game with you before? Who's cost, who's cost the Thunder more titles? Clay Thompson, Patrick Beverly, or the Thunder medical staff? Because you could make a case that if all three of those things did not happen, they might win the first title, which could lead them to lead to winning multiple other titles. I mean, that's, I mean yeah. I mean, you get down into like, I mean, if Patrick Beverly doesn't run to his knee, Thunder win a title that year. Kevin Durant stays long term. If Clay Thompson doesn't go nuclear, they go to the finals. They win that year. Oh yeah, they were going to beat the Cavs. They were going to beat the Cavs in the finals. They win a title that year. Kevin Durant stays long term. If the Thunder medical staff doesn't nix the Tyson Chandler trade, if Thunder medical staff doesn't mess up, or I know there's some gray area with the Kevin Durant foot injury. It had just been so interesting that year when Kevin Durant, Russell, Serge all got hurt. Russell eventually kind of finished out the season. I think Serge didn't finish out the year. Kevin came back like twice. He came back twice that year, I believe, and then ultimately just shut it down with like a month left in the season. If they had properly diagnosed his foot or gave him whatever they screwed up on, if they had just done the opposite of that and it worked and Kevin was able to come back, the Thunder still would have been a lower NC just because of the ground they lost at the beginning of the year when all of them were hurt. But I just remember watching those playoffs thinking, my God, even if it was just Russell Westbrook against what became the Warriors. Now, they're not going to beat the Warriors as an 8 seed. That was the year the Warriors won their first title. Mm-hmm. But watching Russell Westbrook go up against Steph Curry and Clay and Draymond by himself would have been, oh my God, that would have been beautiful. More fun than anything. It, it would have been beautiful. And it would have, it would have led to so many more storylines for the 2016 Western Conference Finals that we eventually got. Yeah. But if you have Russell and Kevin, maybe they're not an 8 seed. Maybe they're a 7 seed. And I just remember thinking... Man, that team could have navigated this this playoff these playoffs just the way because that was the year the Clippers finally got through. That was the year that um, Chris Paul hit a, Chris Paul hit that game. Buzzer beater the Spurs. the Spurs weren't very good. Um, there was just a lot like the Rockets were kind of they should have lost to the Clippers. James Harden gave up. Bill Simmons talks about that all the time, um, and they just got lucky and came back. There were just a lot of mid tier teams that could have been defeated by a superior superior talented Kevin Durant Russell Westbrook on their own, mm-hmm. and then maybe. Because I can't remember what Serge Ibaka's injury exactly was. Maybe he has to shut down for the regular season, but he's able to come back for a postseason run. Yeah. And just that talent alone as a 7-6 seed would have been fun. Yeah. So the answer is, does the Thunder medical staff cost them more titles, Patrick Beverly or Clay Thompson? I mean, it's part of the game, man. Injuries suck. And they're doing their job. I get it. And, you know, it's it's on the players, too. Like, it's on mm-hmm. them as well. Uh, they they have especially in the NBA they have all they have more power than coaches they have more power than front offices in some standpoint so if Kevin thinks that he's good enough to go out there and he plays and then he gets hurt man he's done that twice now he's done that twice where he's like no nah, I'm good go out to play yeah and further further injures himself um, I mean it's kind of on them too so I don't want to pin it on on the medical staff but man there are just a lot of examples so medical staff is your answer probably okay. because I don't think look I don't think I've told you this I don't think the Thunder win. Um, in 2013, I thought the Spurs were better than them that year. Thought the Heat were better than them that year. If they get there, maybe there's just a little bit of more oomph of like, okay, now let's let's take care of business this time. Maybe yeah. it's like the whole finish aspect. As an OU fan, I highly doubt that. Um, 2015 was a very good team that got derailed by injury. 2016, Clay went nuclear. There's just that's that's basketball. Unfortunately, like injuries are technically basketball, but what Patrick Beverly did wasn't basketball. And the medical staff stuff is just 
super, super unfortunate. Clay Thompson is just a great player. Nothing I, you can do. I think my answer is Clay. If Andre Robinson doesn't more, get in foul trouble. I'm more <laughs> confident that if Clay does not happen, they win a title than any of the other scenarios. Kevin walks if they win a title. I'm sorry. You he, think he does? Oh, yeah, because he, he accomplished. I bet he signs a one and one That's what I've always I've said. He accomplishes what he set out to accomplish. He be, He's a legend. But he left he can do State. no. He can do no wrong. He would have gone to Boston. He would have gone to Boston or um, maybe he would have. Maybe he would have given different teams the floor. Wasn't it uh, Boston, the Warriors, the Thunder? And the Spurs. And the Spurs. So maybe he talks to the Lakers. Maybe he talks to the Knicks. Maybe he talks to Brooklyn. Maybe like with a ring and a title, he can see himself as a conquering hero. Maybe he goes to, to Washington and to... brings in Ian Mahimney <laughs> to win a hometown title. Oh, Oh, yeah, is John Wall going to play in the playoffs this year? He's 110%, but he's not playing. That's what he said this afternoon. <laughs> Anything else? That's all I got. All right. I came up with an extra 12 minutes of content. That was great. That was great. Uh, we just did what I complained about. Well, let's let's rehash shit when there's yeah, nothing to Is this Wednesday about. show just, here's what Brady's upset about this week? With Chisholm Holland? <sighs> really That's a long years. title for a podcast. <laughs> but. It's, it'll probably have to work. Everybody, thank you so much. Chisholm, thank you so much. Thank you. Now let's record another podcast. Let's do it. Everybody, have a good one. Thanks for listening to OKC82. We'll talk to you next Wednesday.